What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number three of Elite Wrestling Podcast. And we will talk about everything in the wrestling business, the wrestling world. We will take your questions and we will have some fun. We are not specifically focused on AEW, but we will be, um, of course, you know, heavily focused on AEW here at EWP. So I hope everybody enjoys the show. And remember, you can ask questions on Patreon, Twitter, or on the YouTube alerts that I put out. And full episodes of this are always available on Patreon. And excerpts of the show will be available for free in other places. EWP, Episode 3, it's coming up now. Everybody screws me, and nobody does a goddamn thing about it. Nobody in the building cares. Nobody in the dressing room cares. I said I demand a thank you. fucking epic entrance to start this thing off it's episode number three of ewp um my name is joe cronin hosting the podcast uh guys i can't thank you enough for the support we wouldn't be here if you weren't supporting on patreon.com slash joe cronin show so if you can uh, become a patron please patreon.com slash joe cronin show we don't make any money without that and we don't have a show without money because money is the root of all evil and goddamn if i'm the most evil son of a bitch out there 
Um, so AEW, man, there's so much wrestling news going on right now as far as AEW goes. John Moxley being kind of cut a little bit from New Japan. A lot of the other guys being cut from New Japan. Fighter Fest is coming up. That's going to be free. And I guess it's not free outside the U.S. So that's one of the biggest questions going on. And that is uh, it, it is what it is. And, and we are going to get into a little bit of WWE stuff, but not really a lot because tonight's out of nowhere. You can hear it there. Uh, one of the things I will bring up is Road Dog talking about why some talent are scripted, why some other talent are not scripted. So in this episode, episode three here, there was a lot of stuff that I was going to get to that was on my plate, but there's so many questions today that we're just going to go into the questions. And I'm just going to do the whole show based on questions. And um, if, if some of the things that I wanted to talk about didn't get brought up in the questions, then I'll go ahead and bring those up myself. You guys can tweet me at CorruptedPod on Twitter. Check out JoeCronenShow.net and my YouTube.com slash JoeCronenShow and, of course, EWP. Kissy Logan. We're going to go to the patron questions first. On Patreon, Kissy Logan says, Who are some independent wrestlers you can see joining AEW who haven't already? Um, One of the biggest ones would have been, you know, like guys like Travis Gordon, um, you know, uh, people, a lot of some of the guys from, from Ring of Honor, if that place hasn't been cleaned out enough already. Uh, in the future, I'd like to see, uh, you know, some uh, some guys like, you know, Vinny, you know, see, I like guys like Vinny Marcelli and TK O'Ryan, not just because I know them, but just because, like, I feel like they'd be good suited for it. They have more of a, a WWE, sort of a classic, traditional wrestling style, but I like that, and I think AEW is going to need a little more of that. They have so many of the high-flying, acrobatic, uh, high-intensity guys. They need a few more of, uh, you know, those sort of tanks and classic-style uh, wrestlers, I guess, or more of that sort of the old-school. I guess now it's old-school. It's weird to call it old-school, but it is, I guess, old-school now. I mean, Dean Ambrose isn't the biggest high-flyer, so he's an attraction that's going to wrestle the way he does, similar to Chris Jericho, and you're kind of mixing in with the whole Kenny Omega's Young Bucks and some of the other guys. So I'd like to see the, the most diversity, and I'm talking about diversity when I say diversity. I don't mean like race and all that stuff. I know we're going to get tons of diversity because AEW is like full on that like diversity train or whatever, which is fine, I guess. Uh, just hire who you can hire who are good and hire anybody who's good, you know, depending. It doesn't matter what they are, who they are, or whatever they are. Hire them. Um, but I mean diversity as far as wrestling styles, techniques. The more you can kind of mix those together and play around with them and see what's going to work and not work, uh, it's going to be much more interesting than right now the WWE product where everything kind of blends together. Even the guys that do the cool stuff, it sort of blends together. So much so that it take even like it takes a guy like Ricochet to like to kind of get everybody out of their element a little bit. But even those guys have developed this sort of clat like that that style is becoming very predictable in WWE, like where they sort of do the same thing over and over again, even though they're doing that high flying style, you know, they're kind of doing the same motion still though, every time. And where if they were wrestling, you know, independent scene and other places like that, you know, they probably wouldn't repeat like that. So there's, there's a big difference. Uh, but as far as uh, wrestlers I see going there, anybody and everybody, man, anybody and everybody who's not signed to a contract, I could see going to AEW. Um, Saul on the uh, Patreon says, thoughts on indie wrestler uh, Adrian Lionheart. Yeah, passing away. That was 
terrible. Uh, last is just awful story, sad story. It's it's really a horrible fucking thing. So, oh man, it's just terrible. It was just awful. Um. But uh, anyway, moving on from that, I mean, it's just was horrible, man. It's just fun. It's just terrible. And, you know, somebody's body of work like that, you hope that, you know, I mean, gets recognized a little bit around. And, um, you know, I I don't think I've done enough to bring it to light, but I'll be uh, I'll be looking more into that situation later for sure. Rose Montana, who do you think will be the first AEW tag team champions and why? Um. That's a good point. Um, you know, I, I feel like obviously like, you know, the Young Bucks are probably going to be in the final of whatever it is. You know, whatever it is, you'll have the Young Bucks in the final. I mean, I could see Young Bucks winning, but I could also see like, do they really want to put the belts on the Young Bucks right away? Like, oh, that's so, you know, ridiculous. You know, no matter what, unfortunately for some of the talent that's there, they're going to have this little uphill battle, this sort of Triple H complex situation if the Young Bucks were to win, well, then it's like, oh, of course the Young Bucks win. You know what I mean? Like, they're the guys who are, you know, well, oh, this is kind of ridiculous. And then, of course, if they chase for the belts, so if somebody else wins, right? Um, who are those Who are those guys' best friends or whatever their names are? I feel like those guys should win. If we're talking about the guys, the guys' belts, the, male, the men's belts, um, those best friends, those guys, I think they should win. Or maybe have, like, a classic tag team come back and win, you know? Somebody like, you know, like, like the uh, Rock and Roll Express or whatever, <laughs> or the Midnight Express, whatever. I don't I always mess it up. But uh, no, I mean, probably, you know, those guys are Young Bucks and then you can have Young Bucks chase for the titles. But the thing about that is then they're chasing and it's like then they then they'll finally win them. But I think it would be kind of a cool story for the Young Bucks not to win right away and not to win for a while even. You know what I mean? And, and sort of tell this story like, you know, you guys created the helped create this company and here you are now competing in it. And, um, you know, it would have been nice if you had been, a- been able to call yourselves the first champions in the company and, you know, have have Nick and Matt kind of be like, you know, uh, oh, yeah, you know, really down about it. Like we really envi- we envisioned it like we envisioned, you know what I mean? When we looked up the lineage, you know, when you, when you look at lineages of other wrestling companies and championships that meant so much, there's always that first, that first name. And that this meant so much to us to do that. And then it didn't happen. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then have them chase eventually. And then they'll be on there. You know, they could do either one of those things I think would be okay. And I think it would, I just think it would mean a lot more because there's so much, you know, at first, the, at first, winning the belts right off the bat, although it would mean something, the belts don't quite yet mean any mean as much as they will. Do you know what I mean? Like eventually, like after a year, these belts are going to mean more. The more they go on, I think they'll start meaning more and more. Where right now they're kind of like a cool celebration and cool thing to wrestle for, but you know, they don't they don't quite mean what they're going to mean. And, and you know, in WWE, it's different because in WWE, when they release a title, it's kind of like okay, another title, somebody wins, who cares? There's a million titles, nothing. Even the Intercontinental Championship barely means anything anymore. But it did mean a lot in the 90s, you know? 
in the 80s, but in the 90s especially, the Intercontinental Belt meant so much. From 1990 to 2000, the belt meant so much. It felt like, and then it, it then it just got worse and worse. And you know, when the the first championship, it matters. It means something. But then you really start after that to see: Are they going to build up this belt, or are they going to? Is the belt going to flounder? Um, I would assume the belt will mean so much because of the sports competition aspect of AEW. So, funny enough, the first people that hold it, it's going to mean something. But when somebody bigger wins it afterwards, it's sort of going to elevate the belt in a way, and you know, it will elevate the talent, but it will also elevate the belt. So I don't know. That's kind of how I see it. You know, so if some tag, other tag team that we don't know wins the belts, you know, it's going to feel special because there's the first champions. Here's the championship. And if they can run with the belts for three to four months, whoever that tag team is, and then maybe the Young Bucks can finally, you know, win it after six months or a year or whatever it is, those belts will mean so much more. They'll have jumped to like a new level. It's almost like when you're in a video game and you're creating your you have a character and you have like a ladder system or a character tree or something like that, and you work really hard after a while, you get that level up or that attribute that you can tack on to your character, and you get like 10 attributes, and you can level raise it up, and you raise it up to level 3, and there's 10 levels. You know, that's what those belts will feel like. No matter what, the belts won't be a level 10 right away because they're new. It's still new. They'll look cool. They'll be AEW. It'll be kind of special, but they're going to start off at a level 2. In all of our minds, we're going to feel like, okay, new tag team championships. Okay, that's kind of cool. But, I mean, if, if somebody can go on a run with those for six months and, you know what I mean, people just can't seem to beat anybody for it and, and there's so many people competing for it, you know, and eventually, um, you know, like uh, the Young Bucks win it at a special event and they finally win it and, uh, you know, there's a... Passing of that torch, that's gonna level level the belts up, right? Like in my mind, that levels the belts up. And then if the Young Bucks have a crazy match, like a TLC type of match with somebody, and I'm not saying specifically a TLC match, it could be like a regular two regular match, tag team match with no stipulation. But if they have some kind of epic match after that, defending the belts, and they keep the belts, but it was a crazy match that they had to fought hard for, well, now those belts feel even more special. And then somebody finally beats the Young Bucks for them. And if it's a big match again, you know, they'll feel even more special. And, you know, somebody suckers the Young Bucks out of them even, and then they win them back. Whatever the case is, your your goal is to level the belt up as high as you can. And and the more the belt gets leveled up, you know, to a 7, 8, 9, or 10, right? Because it's sometimes maybe the belts mean a 7 to everybody. Maybe they mean an 8. Maybe they mean a 9. Or maybe they mean a 10. Those are all dream circumstances to get your belts to mean that much. And that gets me into like a little bit of an example of like the WWE out of 10 rank the belts, right? In my mind, in history, number one, obviously WWE world title. Number two, obviously intercontinental championship. So, but right now in the WWE, what, what do the belts mean at this time right now? I, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I feel like the... WWE World Heavyweight Championship, it, it means like a five or a six. And the WWE Universal Championship means about the same. And that's part of why they both are at a five or a six, because they're both kind of canceling each other out. There's no set number one, so they cancel each other out. 
And I feel like the second most important title in WWE right now, right now, is the 24-7 championship. I'm not kidding. Not kidding at all. Seriously. The Intercontinental Championship is is like missing. The United States Championship is like missing. And I feel like the tag team championships on both brands are featured a little bit sometimes, but then they disappear. So those mean about a two, you know, and, and the United States belt means like a two and the it, it's awful. I would say, though, the NXT championship right now to me feels like a seven where uh, Tommaso Ciampa was holding it for a while. It felt like an eight or a nine. And um, the women's uh, NXT championship at one point when Sasha Banks held it, it meant like it was like a ten or a nine. It felt so important that women's NXT championship. And uh, right now, I would say all the NXT belts right now, to me, mean about a seven, which is good. They're not, you know, blowing me away that, oh, my God, they're the champion. I feel like the women's title in NXT means a lot right now because of how uh, Shayna Baszler's, uh, you know, defended it in all these matches. So that title feels very special right now, again, in the in NXT. I don't think the women have put on the best matches at these um, takeovers, but... So anyway, those are my sort of comparisons really quick to, to, to dive in compare it to WWE. Uh, Ring of Honor Championship means always means pretty pretty much a lot to me for the most part. I think that belt's right now at about a seven. You know, it, it means means a lot. Um, you know, I think Jay I think Lethal and now Matt Taven having that title. Um, I think the belt has always been special in some way, so I don't think it's drifted below. Once you see a belt below a seven for me, if I start rating a belt below a seven, and I'm not talking about all time rating, I'm talking about the current status, what the rating is, you know, when you see it slip below a seven, I'd be concerned because it's a championship title belt. And if it means below a seven out of 10 to me, I think you're in trouble. So that was a long answer, but you know, building that belt up to, to, to higher levels is what's really important. And I would say that the AEW belts right off the bat probably started about a level four, you know, level three, level four, because you never seen it before, but okay, someone's got it now. Let's see what happens. And then you want to build from there and how fast you can get to that. It's going to be interesting. Thoughts. Uh, okay. So our, that was Rose's. Thank you, Rose. Another one from Saul. I don't want to be the AEW podcast to be sad, depressing, because I know you and you'll even call me out for turning it depressing. No, I really, I wasn't even thinking about that. Which male superstar do you think like uh, likes a finger in their tight little a-hole uh, besides Ricochet? Uh, hmm. I'm not sure, man. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, probably a lot of them. Maybe, maybe Cody does. I don't know. Maybe Cody does. What a weird, what the hell? Why did I read that? Glorious Eugene says, as times, as time goes by, do you see AEW joint uh, agreements with now more than minor companies like TNA, ROH, and MLW? Okay, I kind of read that a little weird, but I get. I think I I get what you were saying. Um, let me see here. Um, okay, so that was uh. That was a pretty good one, man, I guess. I don't know. I think I think I got everything answered. I was wondering where all this vibrating and sound was coming from in the background music. It's because somebody turned on the TV down here and the subwoofer was like going fucking crazy. Um, 
but yeah, working with minor indie companies like TNA, ROH, and MLW, I mean, maybe, maybe a little bit. I, I think they really want to be their own brand, you know, but I mean, maybe they'll do something with them like worlds collide type of thing. I never am interested in that too much, though, to be honest. I'm always like, I like the company to stay within the company and that type of deal. I'd be more interested in new people coming in and out or whatever, showing up, that type of thing than, than really anything else. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I'd be more into. Uh, it's that time right now for anybody listening on YouTube or on iTunes or maybe anywhere else you might be listening. I don't know um, where the show may be cutting to the end. So uh, if you guys want to hear the full podcast, just make sure you guys go over to patreon.com slash Joe Cronin show to listen to the full podcast and download it. Patreon.com slash Joe Cronin show. It's episode three. Everybody else, we're still going. Um, Justin Sausage. Mr. Sausage. How much longevity do you think AEW will have going into the future? Uh... I think they're going to have quite a bit of longevity, perhaps. I mean, unless wrestling continues to kind of like decline and the indies even decline, that sort of thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, look at how long Impact has gone. How the hell have they done what they've done? I have no idea. And when backed by with the money that they're backed by, I mean, they could go a while. I'm going to say, though, at least five years. I think we're going to at least get five years of AEW with what I see that's going on. After that, it's a mystery. It's going to be very interesting on year five to see where the company's at. Are they going to be about to close? Are they going to be about to expand and they're blowing up? Are they going to be bigger than WWE? Are they going to be still not big enough? Are they going to be small but entertaining us? You know, what's going to happen? Where will they be? What will they be doing? How will that affect things? I'm not sure, but I would say we'll get at least five years of AEW, it looks like to me. Uh, Zachary Appleby. What's up, Zachary? What match are you most excited for uh, at Fighter Fest? Uh, hmm. Let's see. Here. Let's pull up the card because I forget all the matches. I mean, um, they've done a good job with a lot of these promos. That's one of the things that uh, I'm pretty pumped up about. And by the way, it, it goes down the night after my birthday. So it'll be like a birthday after celebration after monetize this. People don't know what monetize this is. Show I do on YouTube, blah, blah. It's big shock, shock show. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus, um, uh, what is it? Joey Janela that he's facing. I mean, these guys have cut really, really good like little promos, you know, uh, and that's one of the biggest things is the promos have been really good, man. It, they've they've had really good promo pro uh, promos. Uh, MJF has had great promos as well. You know, some people probably want to hate the guy a lot of times, but uh, it's like wow, it's like the guy is kind of killing it, man. Uh, okay, so let's take a look at the card. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, and uh, Laredo Kid. That's that's going to be pretty fucking awesome right there, okay? So maybe that. I might be looking forward to that the most. I don't know. Uh, John Moxley versus Joey Janela. That's going to be... I feel, like they're, I feel like they could have a really good match, man. I feel like that's, his first, that's John Moxley's first match. 
Joey Janela, like what they've said. I mean, that could be a really fun match. Could be a really good one. Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen, man, that could be decent as well. Probably be the third best match of the night, but I don't know. Adam Page versus MJF versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc. That should be all right. Um, uh, Rhino. Oh, Rhino's here, right? Uh, Rhino. We got uh, Yuka Saka Sakai. Zaki. I always mess up that name. Nyla Rose. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking with you guys. Uh, that's the women's match, by the way. Uh, let me see. So Rio versus Nyla Rose versus uh, Yuka Sakazaki. There we go. Sakazaki. Um, but yeah, I think Rhino's going to win, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. For the people that don't know, I called uh, Rio uh, Rhino a couple weeks ago. So I've been running with that joke. Um, or Raiho, or I forget how you say her name, actually, to be honest. Uh, Nyla Rose, though, probably, you know, I don't know, man. Probably, I think Nyla Rose, well, eh, I don't know. Eh, we'll get into predictions later. I can do that later on. Christopher Daniels versus Seema. Hardcore match on the pre-show. Michael Nakazawa. Wow. Versus uh, Jibaley. Mm. Pre-show SCU versus Private Parts versus Best Friends. I mean, all these matches could be really pretty good. But uh, what am I most looking forward to? I would say the the first two I read off. Probably John Moxley versus Joey Janela and Omega, the Young Bucks, Pentagon, Phoenix, and Laredo Kid. It's going to be those two matches uh, I guess I'm going to look forward to the most. Very kind of predictable, but I just, you know, I'm just being honest. Those are the two matches I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, let's run over to the YouTube comments. Lance Lewis says, do you think that they will have blood and foul language when it premieres on TV? Um, I think that they'll have a little bit of foul language, not a whole ton. You know, they'll have a lot, they'll have a, you know, you can kiss my ass. Um, they're going to have a, I'm assuming they'll have a delay. So there'll probably be some swears that they can blank out. So, yeah, I mean, I think they will. I think they'll have a little bit of it, a little bit here or there once in a while. Like, I don't give a shit what you say about blah, blah. And they blank out the shit and. You know, damn and ass and hell and bitch. There'll be some of that. Yeah. And they'll have, um, you know, I, I think that they'll try to save blood for the pay-per-views. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they'll, you know, you'll, you'll have some swearing on the pay-per-views that won't be blanked out. You'll have blood on the pay-per-views potentially. Not all the time because you don't want to overdo it. But, you know, you'll have some blood on the pay-per-views. I mean, there is potential that once in a while... You'll see some blood on the TV show as well because of something. It is a, it is a TV 14. So I would say that they're going to probably lean towards the, you know, WWE is a PG product that really comes off G a lot of times and once in a while dabbles in the PG 13 or the TV 14 a little bit. Once in a while, WWE tries to dabble in that, like with Roman Reigns' blood and that type of thing. But most of the time they stick to G, it feels like. Where I feel like AEW will be TV 14, but they'll try to stick to a little bit of PG, but they'll cross into the TV 14 territory. And, and sometimes they might even cross, um, you know, use it um, on the on the line. But I think most of the on the line stuff over the line of TV 14 will be saved for the pay-per-views uh, to keep that kind of special. 
that's sort of like, wow, the week-to-week show is great, but my God, what's going to happen on the pay-per-view? You know, because they're going with that old pay-per-view format. So if you're doing that, you need something to make that pay-per-view just feel so special. Um, Anod, A-A-N-O-D, says, at what point do you think WWE is going to view AEW as a real threat and step up their game? Uh, when they come for the water coolers, you know, or when the ticket sales continue to be terrible. If the WWE ticket sales are abysmal, the ratings crash and that stuff, maybe then they'll start seeing them as more of a real threat. But I'm worried that they won't see them as a threat until the, they come for the water coolers, which is the statement I always make because WWE didn't do anything back in the 90s, even when WCW was beating them. Vince McMahon kept doing the same stuff he was doing, and he, he didn't unleash the Attitude Era until after they literally came to take the water coolers out of Titan Tower because they couldn't afford the payments for the fucking water bubblers. So, again, I don't see WWE making any kind of too many rash decisions, although they already have made moves. They've already had Vince come out and say, we're sorry, we'll do better, which they lied about. And then they had the wild card rule, and now they had, uh, you know, the, uh, the night we had on Monday Night Raw a few days ago when they responding to ticket sales they've moved live house shows they've canceled live house shows because of ticket sales and ratings so i don't know do you think they should push hangman page to the moon based on the massive growth of fan support of recent or do you think they should make jericho champ to get eyes on the show yeah i think absolutely 100 percent blizz kid they should make chris jericho the champion um and he, and he should really kind of either cheat or massacre. I don't I don't want to see him cheat. That's the problem. You don't really want to see someone cheat for the first AEW championship. Um but you know, but maybe. You know, I don't I don't know. But I would have Jericho as the first champion, yeah, for notoriety reasons. He can run with the belt for a long time cutting promos, all these things potentially leading to Hangman Page finally winning it for the first time. Um, and that will be like a big thing. Maybe, maybe he, uh, gets some kind of rematch way down the road. You know, I don't know. I think hang to me, hangman, uh, this is just me. I, maybe I'm crazy, but to me, hangman page is, is, is the guy who should be main eventing the top of the mid card. He should be the guy going for the mid card title, uh, in ladder matches and things like that. I would really like to see hangman page in those situations and see Jericho more in a situation with like Kenny Omega, John Moxley and potentially, you know, some other big names and, and maybe even have AEW sort of bring in some big names that maybe aren't on the roster fully, but they're coming from around the world to challenge Jericho for the title, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, I could be off there and it's just speculation and ideas I'm throwing out there right now. I might, you know, a lot of this stuff is going to be a lot easier to figure out once you start seeing the week to week television product. Uh, you know, uh, it's Costanza. Will Joe Cronin do reaction videos to AEW shows? Of course. Of course I will be. We had such success with the last few AEW events. I will be live after AEW if I can. I will continue to do this podcast, the Elite Wrestling Podcast, EWP. This is episode three you're listening to. Um, and I will just continue to do these, which is we talk about anything wrestling, but a heavy theme on, on AEW for sure. David Benoit AEW. Um, 
I hope so. I think he'd be great. I think I think he might have a thing going with WWE though. I'm not sure on his contract status. Long way says I got I I got one why. Oh, I got a question. Why are people still watching WWE? Um, I mean, I'm watching because I I have to because I cover it, and I think some people are watching it because they still love it. They don't care any about the quality like some people do. They just enjoy the characters and what happens. I guess they just like everything. Um, why do the people who hate it still watch it? Well, they don't because. Um, every, every single week and every single day, the people who hate it, that keep watching it drop off. So like all the people you see leaving are the people that you always say, you know, if you hate it, why do you watch it? Well, all those people do stop watching, but only the, only the most insane of those people are still watching right now. And they're dropping off every week. Like I said, thousands of people are stopping to watch the product or are stop watching the product every week. And those are the people that complain the most and it complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. And eventually they say, you know what? I'm out. That's what happens, you know, but you still have people complaining, but you'll still have people leaving. So don't worry. They'll leave soon. You know, Brandon Hicks says who will win AEW tag team belts. Yeah, we kind of went over that already, Brandon. Thank you though. Um, and I, and I don't know, to be honest, it'll be either be the young bucks or a team that beats the young bucks. Um, I'm, I'm going with a team that beats the Young Bucks, though. Maybe best friends. Uh, Marco Huerta. What's up, Marco? What time slot do you think that they will have? Because during the NBC, NBA season, TNT games are usually on any given day in the afternoon. Um, yeah, I think that they'll... They're going to run up against that. You know, unfortunately for them. And um, they may change nights on, on NBA nights or during the playoffs they may change nights and go to like a Friday or a Thursday but I'm not sure what is going on upstairs man it sounds like a fucking earthquake in my house Christopher Severe says uh, do you think AEW will be as successful on their first year in TNT I do think they're going to be successful I think that they're going to start with um, this is my personal opinion I think they're going to start with 600,000 viewers I think they're going to start with about a half a million viewers and in six months, I think that they will get up to about 800,000 viewers. And I think they'll sit around 800,000 viewers, and we're going to find out if they can possibly pass the million threshold and if they can keep moving upward. By the end of the year, if they're over a million, that'll be pretty successful. And if at any point AEW reaches 1.5 or even t up to 2 million, wow, now we got something going on. But um, I, I would caution that... AEW will probably start between 300,000 to a half a million viewers. Um, but hopefully it will be 800,000, you know, to be honest. Rose Maverick Hunters says, Cody Rhodes in that pick reminds me of Virgil from Devil May Cry. Hmm, yeah, that's a good point. He does kind of look like him. I think they brought that up. Didn't he, like, play a character, too, uh, recently or something like that? I don't remember. Trailbound says, because so many independents... Uh, interested in AEW, do you think AEW will have a title that they allow wrestlers from the outside AEW to compete for and possibly win to give the AEW name more recognition? Yeah, like the AEW Global Belt or something. Uh, maybe. I hope not, though. I don't think that those always do very well to me. Um, yeah, I just don't think that it does very well. I, I feel like people know the, the brand already. 
If anything, like I said, I would do the invert of that, right? So rather than have a global AEW belt where they go around to other promotions wrestling for it, I would rather have other wrestlers once in a while show up with temporary contracts in AEW to sort of spice things up. Um, like, oh, Okada is coming over, you know? And I and that something like that, I would rather have that. And if you wanted to promote your company, you could literally have a guy win a belt from outside and take that over to their brand as well. So then you could do that anyway without having to have this sort of meaningless title of a global title or something like that. So that that's that, that's my opinion, man. Um, David F. says, Too much John Moxley in Indies in New Japan. Good or bad, AEW starts on TV. I think uh, it will be an okay start for AEW on TV. A very nice, modest, like I said, half a million viewership start. Potentially, it could be lower, though. It could be 300,000. Because remember, uh, they've never had more than 150,000 people watch them on TV or, or buy pay-per-views or anything like that. So... How many fans are out there for AEW right now? I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. 300,000, 350,000. Their YouTube channels usually do between 50 and 150,000 views. So, you know, I'm not really sure. Ugly God says your channel is dead, bro. Um, no, it's not because it's growing every single week. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I'll look at all the questions that we got. If it was dead, there'd be like one question of guys saying poop on yourself. Idiot Show says, uh, how do you expect AEW to do ratings-wise compared to WWE? Well, I just gave you that answer pretty much, so that's exactly what I expect. Um, we're going to see what happens, though. You know, But but if they st if, if AEW flounders and stays around you know, 200,000 viewers, then wow. Like, that will be very weird if that happens. Noah Hanley says, how do you think uh, AEW having a tag team championship for the women? I'm a little unsure about that. No, I think the women would be fine as long as they have a women's tag team and a women's championship. And then they have a AEW World Championship and a mid-card belt and then a men's tag team. That's five championships. I would be fine with that. Keep it at that. I'm golden. I'm That's good. Five championships. You get a TV Intercontinental type of deal. You get a world championship. You get a women's world. You get a women's tag and a men's tag. That's all I need. Give that to me. I'll be fine. That's five I'll be happy with that. Al Gallo de Horo. Who do you think will be a breakout star in AEW? That's a great point. Um, you know, um, I don't know. MJF, maybe because of his promo skills, he could be a guy who draws people to watch him because of his promos. Um, I think, you know, Kenny Omega might be able to. I know that he already is a star, but I mean, I think he could be a. He could really become a face that a lot of people are familiar with. I think uh, a breakout star, though. I mean, I mean, when when you say breakout star, like somebody who's like kind of a, kind of popular right now, but could really take things by storm. Maybe, I mean, it could be a guy like Joey Janela or um, Hangman Page. I mean, they're already on the map, you know, type of deal. Uh, looking at the roster, though, you know, that's a great question. If I were to look at the roster, kind of, uh, let me tie, let me look at the roster real quick and see if they have the roster up because I think they did. I think one day we looked at the roster. Uh, yeah, here it is. You gotta love their website. By the way, AEW. If you're listening, my name is Joe Cronin. Get your guys, get the wrestlers on my show. Let's have some interviews on the podcast. That'd be great. If you're liking the podcast and you're listening to it, we definitely would love to have uh, all the AEW wrestlers on here. We could. 
And of course, I'm always looking for another broadcasting job. So here I am, AEW, especially on commentary, man. Holy crap, but I love to be calling these matches. You know, I almost I almost wish a company would call me about heel commentary because I'd like to go back on a heel commentary. That'd be nice. Um, I mean, you know, Christopher Daniels, I mean, Chuck Taylor, I mean, mm, I think a big, I, I said this before, but a big thing in AEW is going to be getting music production to be really good. They need to get really well done music production, better than Impact Wrestling because theirs is stinks a lot of times. They need to get on the level almost of WWE with their music production because if they can do that and they can have a just awesome musical production for their wrestlers and themes that feel you make you feel something and mean something, then, man, we are off to the races, and that's going to be sick. Um, but, yeah, MJF, I think, is because of his promo skills, could be, uh, could be set up that way. They still have Pac listed on the roster, too, so Pac could be... You know, he's going to be a athletic star. Sean Spears, Perfect Ten, uh, you know, he's there. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I think that's 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 all I can see right now. They do have Awesome Kong listed on the roster. Allie, oh my God. Be it Prisley. Um, Britt Baker, I think, is obviously going to be a pretty big uh, star, you know. So Britt, ba Britt Baker is going to be big time. I mean, all the women are great. All the women that they have. Um, and that's that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're all they're also good. I mean, Hikaru uh, Shida, she's sick. I mean, there's a lot of them. Kylie Ray is just such a. I mean, I know people have been like, "Oh, it's the Bailey gimmick," it's, but it's probably it's the Bailey gimmick done right. You know, Bailey in NXT was great, but on the main roster, WWE doesn't work. But Kylie Ray comes off so authentic and genuine in AEW that it's going to be great. Uh, Luchasaurus, though, man, I think I think Luchasaurus is another one that could to, could really do well because of the character, and it's just going to be so fun. And I think people are looking for fun in wrestling again. That's a big thing for people is is to have fun with wrestling. And that's why I think, you know, Luchasaurus is going to do pretty well as well. Uh, will CM Punk be in Chicago? This is a huge question. It's a big question. I, I, I just really got to believe that. I'll tell you what, if he's not, if CM Punk does not show up, then this guy hates wrestling. Because we, I'm already surprised he hasn't shown up yet. But one of the reasons why I think he didn't show up the last time was because they were saving it. They were like, we're doing this thing with Moxley and this thing with that. Let's not blow our load here. Let's wait till Chicago with CM Punk. So I really do believe, and maybe CM Punk was busy before with all kinds of things he could plan this time. I really do think we are going to see CM Punk in some kind of at, at, some kind of way, come out and grab a mic and cut a promo, be a referee. You know, if he doesn't wrestle, I really, really think we're going to see that. I would like to hope to think that. And I'll tell you what, if we don't, that says so much about CM Punk because you know AEW is like Punk. We need you, man. This is huge. You will, we're already huge, but if we bring you into this, like it, it will just be massive. The media, the press, the internet will break. And if, if CM Punk does not show up and does not do something at, in Chicago at all out, man, I, I, I hate to say it, but I dare to say it. He does not, he hates wrestling. 
And I know he would say, I don't hate wrestling. I'm just done with wrestling. So I know that I'm saying that and I'm saying it incorrectly. It's He doesn't hate wrestling, but he is done with wrestling. He just could not give a damn if he doesn't show up because that is what a missed opportunity it is. He would help them so much. And uh, they would help him a little bit too, you know, pump up his brand a little bit. And I'm sure you get paid. Um, real okay. Now we've we've really been doing uh, the podcast for a while here, but I've got more questions on Twitter. So let's get into some more of this here. Uh, my name is Joe Cronin. You can hit me up on uh, Twitter at Corrupted Pod. By the way, the show uh, today is uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, there's so many different. Get all your AEW uh, t-shirts and gear. There's just so much gear at Wrestling. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com ProWrestlingTees.com You can also buy Joe Cronin Show The original t-shirts there um, As well as my other uh, pages also So much stuff The classic Brett the Hitman Hart stuff Stone Cold Steve Austin Chris Jericho So many wrestlers So many t-shirts Guys, if you're a wrestling fan ProWrestlingTees.com ProWrestlingTees.com And they're in Chicago too So they're going to be there Brandon Hagman says um, Double or nothing to me was par- was a two-part show half I didn't care about and the second half I was all in I agree man I felt that part of it was like okay this is kind of fun uh but then there was another part where I was like this is awesome like that's kind of how I felt as well the battle royal while fun showed a ton of talent that we know aren't to be taken serious do you think continuing uh emotionally invested yeah Brandon Hagman I don't even I hated the battle royal I, the all-in battle royal that they did before the the all-in one that was I thought that one was great, but I thought the double or nothing buy-in battle royal whatever it was, I I thought it was horrible. Uh, it was just so bad. Um, the uh, the goofiness of stuff and putting oil on people and just God that was not wrestling. It was garbage. Uh, Justin Wells says is Y2J not showing, not wrestling. And pulling Fozzie from the show at Friderfest a work conflict the schedules. Yeah, I think I think there I think some schedules may be conflicting, but I think he's using it as a work, you know, a way to get heat. That's what I love about this. Jericho's using shit to get heat. Like remember even at Starcast, remember that when he lost at uh, Double or Nothing, and then the, the next he was like, "Well, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna show up at the interview." at the Q&A and all this other stuff. I'm not gonna give you that until every single one of you apologizes to me or whatever. So I think that that's just getting heat, and I love it. Um, Matt Steffi says, how do you feel about AEW's tag team titles tournament starting in the fall? Ah, I'm getting a phone call. And what match do you want to see? I, You know, in, in the tournament, you know, I, I can't say right now. I really can't. My head isn't really wrapped around it quite yet. I know it should be, but it's not. Um, I would like to... I like to think they'd get a few more tag teams announced first, and then I could probably, probably start getting into it more. B-Rad says... Will they have a GM, a face to come up? Yeah, you know, that's a good point, B-Rad. Uh, will they have a face or a GM or an owner? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like Brandy Rhodes and Cody or like the Triple H and Stephanie running the whole show. But I, I, I would like to think, what I would like to see them do is like Cody Rhodes and Brandy to be like, well, you know, we're we're at the top here at AEW. Pretty much we are, you know, the the uh, the authority here, you know. Um, and going forward, blah, blah, blah. And I know that Tony Khan said that he does not want to be on on television, but it would be nice if Tony Khan were to record a video recording that they could play live on the TV show on the first night and make it seem like, you know, Cody and, and Brandy think, you know, we're running the deal here. 
And it'd be fun if Tony Khan came on the screen and said, listen, Cody, you know, me and you have, it's been a whirlwind, you know, launching this with you and I love you and I love Brandy. But that being said, um, you know, you mentioned conflict of interest and this is something that I've always, I've been thinking about heavily since we started this. And I know that originally perhaps you were thinking that you guys would have the ability to be in charge of everything and the booking and things like that. But, um, I felt it was a conflict of interest, and as the owner of AEW, I would like to uh, now introduce you to the general manager of AEW, the one who will be making all the final decisions and who I vest full power to and authority above everybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, blah, 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 whoever that is. you know, And I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know who it is. could be Arn Anderson. You know what I mean? I don't know. could be... Uh, you know, I don't think you'll uh, have Eric Bischoff come out, but, you know, something like that. And there'll be a big name, a big GM announced, that type of deal. It'll be shocking, potentially, like a big, big name that you can't believe is there um, and is the GM. And honestly, I would be also okay with a brand new person that we don't even know who he is as the GM. Um, like a uh, Jack Tunney type of figure. And, you know, hopefully they don't really interfere that much, but they're there to sort of be like, be be kind of like William Regal is in NXT. Just be like William Regal in NXT. You know, they're there to make a match if it needs to happen. They're there to to have order. And if something happens, they're there, there to suspend somebody and those type of things. A less sort of hands-on person type of deal. I don't know. That's what I would like to see. Uh, one of those things. Because somebody has to take the lead. Because right now it feels weird like all the wrestlers are running it. You really need somebody to come in and do that role. Because otherwise it feels weird when the Young Bucks are booking their own matches. Cole Zeller says in the next few years, uh, what other WWE superstars could you see jumping ship to AEW? Whew. That is, um, I don't know. Because there's so many people under contract and stuff that it's going to be years before some of these people actually jump over there, you know. And, um, yeah, that's that's really where I'm at with that. But, uh, guys, I'm really up against the time right now. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, Elite Wrestling Podcast, Episode 3, heavily focused on AW, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> on AEW. So many AEPs and WAs and EWs. Um, but, yeah. I I, uh, I will answer the rest of the Twitter questions on the next episode and so much more as I get some more news put together. Tonight is out of nowhere. I can't wait to do that podcast, that live video podcast on Joe Cronin Show, YouTube, youtube.com slash Joe Cronin Show. This is Elite Wrestling Podcast. You can hear it on iTunes and everywhere else. Uh, hear the full episodes and extra episodes and bonus episodes on patreon.com slash Joe Cronin Show. Thanks for, so much for listening. And I will see you guys later. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, share, tell everybody about it. Do whatever you can. For business inquiries, Joe Cronin Show at yahoo.com or hit me up on Twitter at CorruptedPod. Send me a DM. Leave a message down below. And see you next time.